So evil! Welcome, folks, to the Villainous Podcast, where we face off in a bracket-style debate to find out who is the most villainous of them all. Uh, Very excited for the episode we have this week. We've got two real spicy villains and even spicier panelists. So let's just jump into it and get to introducing them. Uh, First up, defending Mother Gothel from Tangled, we've got the party fish Padawan, Quasi Phillips. Quasi, welcome to the show. What is up? How are you doing? Good. We're so we're so glad to have you here. Happy to be Making here. Your first appearance on the show. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's cut our hair together, you know? <laughs> let's get evil, mate. I love it. Um, and then secondly, we've got uh second, but certainly not second to anyone else. She's the mother of Taco, the dog of your dreams, and not nearly as evil as Dr. Facilier, who she is defending this week. We've got Sammy Furman here. Hey, Sammy, how are you? I am great. I'm super excited for this. I'm pretty pumped. All right. Uh, Well, just a quick reminder of how the show works. We go through the rubric of evil together. I am the be-all, end-all decider of evil scores. I went to school for education, so you know I'm good at rubrics by now. Uh, So (laughs) what I say goes, and we'll see at the end which one of our villains is moving on to the next round. Are you all ready to get started? Let's do it. So ready. All right. Um, So we're going to start off, as we always do, with the design of our villains. Let's talk aesthetic. How do they look? What are their accessories? Do they scare me to look at them? Do they make me feel some type of way? Let's dig into it all. And I think we're going to start with Dr. Facilier. So, Sammy, if you want to take it away. Yeah, definitely. You know what? Dr. Facilier's got a great aesthetic. Like, he is just, he's a creepy. He's a creepy dude. And that, to me, just screams villain. Um, I mean, people don't even call him by his name. They call him the Shadow Man. Which, like, already just puts an image in your mind of someone, like, villainous and gets gross you know um he's got this top hat that's got a skull and crossbones on it this necklace with alligator teeth on it um pretty creepy right there and he's just like skin and bones just kind of like he's got these cheekbones that are just high almost like maleficent you know um and just like sunken eyes yeah and he's got these like sunken purple dark eyes that just like the guy looks a little starved and you know he's got one thing on his mind and it's money and he's gonna do whatever it takes to get it um i mean he's got this like um full-on coat and tails on that's all black and red and you know he's he he looks creepy but he doesn't look dirty either it's like a clean creepy like you know he i don't know but it's it's it paints a good picture like you see him on the street you don't really want to trust him but then he's really good at luring people in anyways even though he is so the opposite of like the fun loving jazzy new orleans style you got feeling going around he's the guy in the shadows just like picking on the weak you know um so he's got, yeah. he's got a great look and he's got a deep voice too like a menacing deep i'm voice so glad just, you brought that up i'm so oh, yeah. glad it's just one of those like you hear it in the night and you're like, all right, I gotta go. Like, yeah, yeah. Something's gonna happen when you hear his voice for sure. Yeah, he is one. He is a creepy guy, and I think uh, I also love his like 
the way that they play with shadows with him, of him coming from shadows, going in shadows, his own shadow, the whole shadow man thing, they really leaned into it with this. And I think that that was pretty interesting, the way they integrate all those things in this spooky bone man, you know? Mm-hmm. Gotta love a spooky bone man. I'm also noticing a lot uh, that the kind of the color, the palette of villain colors is very much kind of exists in the same realm in the Disney universe. And uh, even Mother Gothel kind of, she's kind of got similar schemes as well. Please, so please, you Shadow pop Man, you think you? you slick? You think you slick, Shadow <laughs> Man? We're talking about the mistress of manipulation, the goddess of gaslighting. You can't Ooh. even compare Mother Gothel coming hard. She's, first of all, looking so sl- sleek in her like voluptuous velvet dress, you know what I mean? And like her, all of her aims are about and like beauty and energy, but she can manipulate anyone to do anything. And so you have that type of like that bad mama energy of like she can, she looks real sexy, but she can get you with her mind and her intelligence. Mm-hmm. So she has that. She's been using her intellect to, for her for her own ends for her whole life, and which has been thousands of years. <laughs> <As a witch. laughs> um, and even when she's looking like as as you know seductive, her evil mode can get just as crazy scary. Like when she starts to lose that um, needs needs the life juice from her from her daughter, she she turns into the real evil and brings out the scariness in her eyes that you really don't want to mess with. So she definitely you know has that both that split personality when it comes to you know what what she wants and what she's willing to do to get it. And you can see it in the way that she looks. And also we all, we love a sexy uh, knife, a uh, leg knife, like Yzma's leg knife. She's got one, you know, she's got, she's got, she's equipped as well. Not only with her <laughs> charm, but also with her weapons. With her knife. <laughs> yeah. You got a point there with her eyeballs. They really do kind of like, like they, this was, yeah, they design the characters with really big eyes as is, but hers mm-hmm. just even like bug out for more than that when she's trying to. Especially when she's, she, she's playing that like sweet mother to keep and like the really manipulative mother to keep her daughter in. But when mm-hmm. she realizes it's slipping away, it, it shows in her eyes at first and you can mm-hmm. tell in the danger of what, you know, she was willing to do to keep it is very yeah. apparent in her look. And it's, it is quite terrifying. Yeah, I've I seen agree. some moms like that, you know, that just like, you know, <laughs> boy, how do you parents, run? Boy, how do you run? <laughs> uh, excellent. Well, I think that's a fair amount to make my rulings off of. I've been scribbling some notes over here uh, for Mr. Doctor. Sorry, Facilier. Didn't mean to downgrade him there. I love that you said creepy because that's such a great word for him. He is just this little creepy, little skinny, little bug kind of like creeping around corners and stuff and that gaunt look. But I do think also, you know, he does have to be somewhat charming because he does have to wheel in people. So I think in terms of his visual villainy, I got to give him just a solid seven out of 10 for that because he is, you know, imposing with his height and his scraggly sort of nature. But, uh, he doesn't make me want to run screaming for the hills. Um, and then Mother Gothel, she she fluctuates so much in that look, you know, throughout the movie. And, and you get these moments of her just looking like this really pretty, nice lady. And then, like, the creepy eyes come out or the hand or the knife or all those things. Um, but I think that her her strength for me really lies not so much in her visual effect you know she uses it to her advantage for sure which is why i gotta give you up some points there um but i do think that her 
her beauty, you know, keeps her from being too spooky. Um, so I'm going to give her a six out of 10. Six out of 10. Yeah. Shake your so head. Scary, That's beautiful right. women. I'm just saying. Scary, beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can earn some more points right here as we transition to talking about power. Yes. We're going to talk about the abilities, uh, their powers. How do they back up their threats? Is it magic? Is it uh, physical power? What is their deal? And this time we are going to start with Mother G. Mama G. Mama, yeah, Mama she G. definitely, she, her, uh, most of her power comes in her, her ability to manipulate and charm. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. especially in this world where that's the way that she stays alive, she's especially had to kind of craft it, but she's also wicked intelligent and able to, you know, not only manipulate Rapunzel in, you know, so many different ways, just mm-hmm being the absolute worst mother ever, making her stay, um, but and then lying to her as much as she does, but also to in understanding what people need and how to like use that to her advantage. She does it throughout the movie with ease. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that for, I think she, if, even in any situation where like she is in danger, she knows how to, you know, work her way through it using her using her uh her wicked tongue just to like you know get through and you know uh get what she wants so um i think that even though it is a like she's projecting her insecurities a little bit onto rapunzel just to make sure she can stay but you know her real power does come in with her mind and how she's able to control anybody from the you know the cupid diaper drunk guy at the (laughs) bar to two goons who are um trying to steal the crown Mm, the Stabbington brother. <laughs> what a name. What, what a, a name. squad. She really Stabbington deep. bros. Yeah, I do. I appreciate that she she knows kind of that if she was out in the open, kind of being a, a big force, she wouldn't be successful in her endeavors, which is why she's so sneaky. And, and you know, sometimes that's background. where the real power lies. Yeah. You know, I love it. It, it lies behind the person whispering in the power. The person being around around it, willing to take it. That's where the danger is. I got chills right up my spines just just now. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about Dr. Facilier's power, because he's got kind of some interesting uh, voodoo stuff going on. Yeah, and you know, I'll start by saying that he actually has some pretty similar powers as Mother Gothel, in the sense Mm. that he's very charismatic. Like, he doesn't have the looks and yet he's still getting people to buy into what he's trying to sell even though it's not good product like <laughs> he's he's telling them what they need to hear um just enough to get them to agree and to do what he wants and to pay him the money um and that's not something that's that's something you got to work for you know that's that's just charm and skill that he's got and he's learned over the years to manipulate people um into into doing what he wants them to do um which isn't an easy thing you know but on top of that you know that's all mother gothel has she can she can sweet talk to people right but Dr. Facilier also has the power of voodoo on his side. He's got a lot of tricks up his sleeve besides the sweet talking. He's got some fortune telling. He's great at um, tarot reading. Um, He's got a lot of this like smoke and mirrors thing going on where, Mm -hmm. you know, he just kind of like adds to the eerie creepiness of him, but also kind of like the illusion of what he's trying to sell to these people. Um, 
you know, he's he literally transforms someone into a frog, multiple people into a frog. And then like just at his will does that, you know, and and gives Tiana this whole like illusion um mm-hmm. when he shows her what her restaurant could look at, like and what the life she could have if he um if she follows him and and that's a whole you know thing he gets into her mind for real like not just whispers and promises like he literally gets into her mind and and gives her a whole you know dream state thing going on there so that's a total different level of manipulation there than what uh mother gothel has going for her oh i'm gonna defend mama g i'm gonna say that even if even if if all her life she's had to uh, fight, you know, she's been had to uh, manipulate every others to stay with her whips. If she had the voodoo connection, imagine how powerful she would be. Dr. Facilier, if you take away the the mad, the deals with the devil he made, I don't know. I don't know if you could keep up with, with yeah, um, but you know Mother what? She Gotham. doesn't have that though. She she relies on a little girl to stay old. Like she's she's just like really reliant on other people's powers. And her ability to kind of manipulate them and use them to her will, but Doctor Facili has his own powers. That's, like, isn't that Satan? Isn't that he's he's getting help from Satan? That's how he's able to like conjure. So and, he like, sold his demons? soul, yes, but then he <laughs> has those powers. Those are now his powers. He just doesn't have a soul, you know. And and in a way, you know, Mother Gothel kind of gave up her soul by like, I feel like manipulate using that that son's power so much to stay alive, like. There's no way that that woman's got a soul now, but like you know, he actually got something from it. He got powers from it that could potentially probably have kept him alive just as long if he hadn't been thwarted in this movie. You know, I think it's interesting too the way that Doctor Facilier operates is you know he doesn't necessarily lie either when he's talking to the, for example, to Naveen when he's singing Friends on the Other Side. He's like, in your future, I see green. Mm-hmm. In your future, to Lawrence, he's like, I see the you you want to be, and it's the prince. And, and it's like, ah, get it? You agreed to the terms of service. Like, I think that that's really a cool little thing that, that's in there about the, their character, his character. Read the contract. Yeah. Read, and, mm-hmm. read before you sign. Ariel. Um, I think I'm ready to make a call here. I really like both of these arguments. Very compelling. I think with Mother Gothel, good old Mama G, um, her manipulation and her charm and her ability to sort of stay in the shadows, like she kidnaps a baby who's the princess of a small kingdom and like gets away with it, you know, and, and she steals and does all these things and she has, you know, hundreds of years of, of the flower we assume because that's when the you know corona is being built or whatever and and so i think you can sort of see that she has time and experience on her side as well which kind of gives her good wisdom and and being able to manipulate and charm people um so i think i'm going to give her an eight out of ten for that i really did think that was a compelling you know perspective and then with Dr. Facilier, I think that his charisma is so powerful and, and his relationship with the spirits are very, very powerful. The only reason I think I wouldn't give him higher marks for this is because he is dependent, though, on the other the friends on the other side to give him ability, you know, beyond illusory magic. Like he can make any illusion sort of happen. But it, it involves a trade-off and he has to pay someone else for it. So it's almost, you know, 
maybe maybe those spirits are a little more powerful. But when we get to hench people here, I feel like that's really going to uh, be interesting. So I'm also going to give him an 8 out of 10, actually, on that one as well. Um, which does, in fact, take us into hench people. And Dr. Facilier is first on the old uh, bracket here. So if you want to go ahead and talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, so we've already touched upon it. He's got friends on the other side. And while, in a way, his powers derive from them, they do follow his instruction, ultimately. Um, and he's got these, they're these creepy shadow people that aren't quite, like, tangible, but they can still pick things up or slap people around or manipulate the environment um, while also traveling great distances really fast and really far. Um, and they really get the job done in a faster way than like most hench people in like any film ever. Um, and they're not bumbling either. They're like straight up evil, like get the job done. They've got one thing on their mind and it's what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and, and they do it, you know, um, he also, I would say has, um, the prince's servant Lawrence, uh, kind of turns into a little hench person for him because he gets into his mind and convinces him that, you know, it's win-win if we get the prince out of the way and then you'll get money and you won't have to be, you know, his servant anymore. You'll have the life you've always wanted. Um, and so he gets the Lawrence's help to capture the prince, keep him locked up, um, and eventually, you know, carry out the plan to um, kind of steal uh, Mr. LaBeouf's money and be the richest man in New Orleans and all that. Um, so he's got he's got like mystical or not mystical, but, you know, voodoo hench people. And he's got real hench people um, kind of just all over the place. So he's got quite a lot of people on his side. Got a squad. I will push back on Lawrence, though. Because I feel like if, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about him as a character. You know, if Lottie, God bless her, had a little bit more, a uh, little more powdered sugar on her beignet, as it were, <laughs> she might have caught on to the fact that this dude is a total dope. And I feel like he sort of risks uh, the plot a couple of times, like when he takes off the you pendant. Know, my argument, and- though, is that she doesn't care. She literally doesn't care if he's stupid. She just wants a prince. That's mm-hmm. her motive. That's the only thing she's she's dreamed right. about it. She's never dreamed about like the smartest man in the world or like an inventor or something. She wanted a cute prince. And yeah. at the time, he looked like a cute prince. And so, I mean, who cares? I mean, again, maybe someone on her more intellectually they were more compatible than if she was with prince naveen you know because like you said there's not a lot of powder sugar on that beignet there like she they maybe would have had more to talk about because they were just not not you know they're just more intellectually on the same level so Mm. i'm just saying trump is not blowing all the notes listen hey that ukulele (laughs) is missing a string or two i'll say that (laughs) a couple of trees missing from the swamp yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful metaphors. Man, we're talented. Uh let's jump over to the hench people for good old Mother Gothel and uh talk about how she uses people. Look, just because we don't get to see where she goes when she's not at the tower doesn't mean that she doesn't have a team. Okay? There might be a team that we don't get to see. That's this is Rapunzel's story. 
But she, you know, she does manipulate um, everybody in, in on her way to finding Rapunzel. Again, my man, the Cupid man in the bar, um, the policeman at one point, and the our Stabbington fellas, um, the twins. It's she does are, is able to like take people, figure out what they need, use it against them, and to get what she wants. And she's willing to do whatever she wants to get to put it uh, put it on the line so that she can get Rapunzel back. Um, and this is why I've been writing Disney about her origin story because we need to know all the different team members because this is <laughs> she clearly mean? yeah she clearly has to have some people in on in her payroll. Yeah, I just gotta say, like, I want to know what she's doing when she's not in that when she's tower. Not in that tower. I, like, she we probably have has some sort of job because she's got gotta have money to buy things for Rapunzel. That I'm hazelnut like, soup. Yeah, there's Listen, a reason she wants queen? to be alive too. You know what I mean? Like, what is she doing when she's not in that tower? I need to know. So she has a whole. She has a whole. Right <laughs> exactly. There's a whole organization she's running behind the scenes that we don't get to I, see. I have a question. Um, would you consider Rapunzel a hench person of Mother Gothel? Uh, I, I she is a, a hostage. I don't think oh. she is. She's not a um, no. She's not a hench person because even mm-hmm. willingly or unwillingly, a hench person kind of gets the sense of helping, and she doesn't mm-hmm. even know what she's doing to help her mother. She mm-hmm. just knows that her mother is caring for her hair, really, but her. Um, in this in this way and like doing whatever she can to to you know bring her down so she feels all this guilt and never wants to leave the house so no i wouldn't say she's a hench person that being Mm -hmm. said um the fact that she that mother gothel is able to manipulate even the people closest to her and can't stress enough stole a baby (laughs) in order to get what she wants i think that you know it's clear that if anyone comes through if anything for her to accomplish her goals anyone's a potential hench person right. so how about that you know mm-hmm. she's got the entire spent population of the kingdom i heard yep yep <laughs> just waiting interesting all right i'm ready to issue some scores here i think uh for dr facilier i really do think he finds a lot of his his strength in those spirits and in their abilities like they do have quite a, a wide reach and a wide amount of powers that come with him. Um, so I think I'm going to give him a 9 out of 10 there. He's a spicy, powerful man. I, I think it has more to do with, like, my own fear of those <laughs> incorporeal, like, shadow creatures. They're terrifying. Um, and then for Mother Gothel, I think that she, you know, it does come back to the manipulation again. And I would love to see the origin story. But I think until we do, you know... I love that she double crosses every single person she meets, you know, she, she pulls the knife on the Cupid. She betrays the Stabbington brothers. You know, she does all, even to an extent, you know, every character that she interacts with. Yeah. Even Eugene a little bit. Yeah. She just cuts back on them and betrays them. Um, But I do think that I, I need to see her Gothel's 11. I need to see them and meet them (laughs) to give her a higher score than a seven for that one. I think. You know, it's when you're carrying when you're carrying the team on your back. Sometimes yep. you don't get support like that. It's rough. Yep. It's rough. Yep. It's tough out here for a criminal and an old woman. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to take us down to the goal. 
the end game for the villains here. We're going to talk a little bit about what they wanted, why they didn't get what they wanted, and whether or not it's a truly evil pursuit. Uh, so we're going to start with Mother Gothel over here on this one. Uh, so let's talk about her, her skis. What's her deal? Yeah, I mean, unending youth, beauty, and uh, life, I think it's a pretty powerful motivator to do whatever mm-hmm. it takes. Um, I think that it's very clear in all of the songs and even just from the way the mother knows best is such a good song. And mm. it's also, it's a great portrayal of how she does what she does and all the manipulative things that even in like your own life as an audience member, you hear, or you think you have said, or all these things and you're like, Oh my God, this is all happening to this poor girl. Just mm-hmm. so that her mother can keep her in the house. And it's, She's a horrible person. <laughs> she's so manipulative and like again, Mother Gothel. She's the CEO of Girl Boss Gatekeep Gaslight. <laughs> like, <laughs> real. There's no one. There's no one better. Yeah. Uh, I mean, since like she's willing to kill and destroy everything for this unending youth, um, it's a powerful motivator. And you know, money can buy you so much, but if it's a, it's hurt for her it's not enough she wants it forever she wants everything forever and it's clear that she's willing to do whatever it takes to get it including ruining this poor girl's life Mm -hmm. i have one thought for you Mm. um at the beginning of the movie when gothel when gothel watches the flower get taken to the queen the queen has it Mm -hmm. you know she goes to rapunzel and she tries to take a lock of rapunzel's hair first Right. right Right. So initially, she wasn't saying, hey, let me just steal a whole baby. She was like, let me just steal a piece of baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, you know, risk averse. You got, you know that there's a higher higher stakes if you steal the whole baby. But, you know, it's a little... <laughs> yeah, well, that's little, what I'm saying is chunk. that <laughs> she wasn't going in for this to take a whole baby, you know? She, she was just sort of... She made a game time decision, I feel like. <laughs> and look you know, at what totally she's agree. able to I do. Think- that she really like evil's not her intent she's got something good going on in her life she's like likes looking beautiful you know who know we still don't know what her origin story we don't know why she wants to live but i'm not convinced that it's for any evil purpose Hmm. because really the only evil thing we actually see her do is steal the baby she does manipulate some other people later on in the story after Rapunzel's left, but as a means to like get what she stole back, you know, otherwise she actually kind of takes pretty decent care of Rapunzel. Like Rapunzel knows how to paint. She knows how to read. She knows how to like do a lot of things. She bakes, she cooks like, like mother God had to teach her these things. She doesn't like have the internet at her disposal. Like someone had to sit and teach her these things and you know what i mean like i mean sure maybe the point was to keep the hair healthy but at the end of the day like she cares for rapunzel at least enough to like like get her celebrate her birthday like this girl doesn't know what a birthday is she never once had to be like oh every year people celebrate the day they were born and so we're gonna celebrate and have your favorite food and you know like if she didn't care at all she wouldn't know what Rapunzel's favorite food is and she wouldn't bother to get her a birthday present so I would just argue that she she's not as evil as we think she might be manipulative and she might be cunning and charming all those things but I don't think she really has actual evil intent behind her I vehemently disagree (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I think that one of the one of the scariest parts of the villain's journey sometimes is the fact that your actions lead you to that the evil that you feel like you're maybe staying away from. And for for Gothel, the quest for endless life, beauty, and health is um, it, it's it, it, she's willing to, to do whatever it takes. And even at the beginning the fact that she stole this child is enough to start her on this journey of like, okay, I need to do whatever it takes. I don't care who I hurt or what this child that I, I claim to be her mother and care for her, what she ends up as. I don't, I really don't care. I, even when I, like I say, I love you. I'm saying I love you to her hair. I'm not saying I love you to her. She's just a vessel for the, for this life. And she's, and yes, she had to buy some books for Homegirl, but Homegirl was reading herself. Raposo was just up there doing the work while she, mom was out doing what she was being the CEO somewhere else. Like she was, <laughs> she was never in the house. She had to learn all this stuff with her chameleon. And it, if she, whenever she comes home for anything, she shuts down anything that's possibly outside and makes sure that she's her, she's Rapunzel's only source of truth and, and, and reality. And for me, that's super evil. Like doing that for someone just for your own benefit, man. Listen, mm-mm, mm-mm. I will also say one thing. Uh, you said the only evil thing she does is steal a baby. I did also see her do a stab. She did do a stab at one point. She did she a stab. I said until up until oh. after. She, oh, like, you know, there were things afterwards when Rapunzel ran away, but like mm-hmm. up until that point, and then mm-hmm. until Rapunzel runs away, like. We don't see her doing anything evil. I mean, people don't even know who Mother Gothel is. Yeah. You know, there's no reputation of like some woman going around doing things. Like she's not even on the radar of like who stole the baby. Like people aren't going, you know, I bet you maybe Mother Gothel had something to do with it. They they don't even know her name. Whereas Dr. Facilier, the shadow man, people are just mm-hmm. like he's known around town. People are weary of him. People know his reputation. They know what he's about and they're freaked out by him. And so really it's like, it's, it's not the locals who are getting cunned by him. It's the visitors, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. cause people know that he's, he's into the voodoo. He's in the dark. They know he's evil and that he's not someone to mess around with, but people don't know mother Gothel, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk now that we're talking Dr. Facilier, let's talk about his end game, like what he wants. Yeah, so he ultimately just wants money and power. He wants validation. He's spent his life, you know, cast aside, ignored, possibly abused. Like, he he clearly just wants to be seen and respected and um, wants what he feels he deserves. Um, But he's, like I said, been outcast. People are creeped out by him. He's probably didn't have the best upbringing. Like, I mean, we don't know. We don't know his origin story either, but... Um, his goal ultimately is to to take over New Orleans. He wants to like take over. He doesn't just want to live forever. He wants to be powerful and and uh, take over New Orleans by killing the richest guy, Mister LaBeouf, which is uh, Lottie's dad. Um, so he gets this whole scheme together, and he gets really, really close to doing it. Um, and you know he does he also just doesn't care who he hurts in the process like 
every single one of his customer gets conned or swindled in some way and he's slowly ruining lives left and right um a lot of them in just little ways but he was like about he turned two people into a frog was gonna leave him that way and then was gonna kill a man in cold blood right in the middle of the parade and like take over right then and there um and and didn't care you know what was gonna happen who was gonna be affected by that um and he came really really close like he was literally like sticking that pin right in the voodoo doll Mm -hmm. and then was just barely thwarted so um yeah right i think that's an interesting sort of uh dichotomy between the two villains here is mother gothel's looking at the big the end game of eternity of like i want to be forever so i can do all these things and dr facilier is like i only have this much time so i'm gonna go hard in the paint you know (laughs) which makes them both very interesting to me um so let's see what scores okay so i think what what Quasi was saying about being the only reality for one person is super haunting to me. The fact that that would be kind of your one touchstone and it's an unreliable touchstone is really terrifying. And it's sort of amazing how Rapunzel has come out to be such a compassionate, kind person, despite, you know, the fears that she clearly has. Um, so I think I'm going to give her a eight out of 10 for for her end game and goal of, of kidnapping and, and gaslighting and gatekeeping and girl bossing. Um, and then <laughs> for Dr. Facilier, he, he really does see, like, it's interesting to me that he has all this magic, but still sees that money is the real power, at least in his eyes for how to win new Orleans and how to take control. So I think that he, his, his pursuits evil too. Like he's out here trying to kill people and steal from people and manipulate and challenge and and take over. So I think I'm going to give him an eight out of 10 as well for that one, which takes us to our final round, which is usually the case of deciding the victor here. It's a face off head to head. I pick up mother Gothel. I pick up Dr. Facilier. I'm going to drop them in an arena and tell them to go ham. Who's walking out on top? And what methods are they using to do that? You're talking street rules? Do I have my leg knife? Listen, (laughs) take your villain, the way I've been saying it, is take your villain at their most powerful and drop them Mm. in this arena. So whatever that means for your character. When they're at their most powerful. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. No, they're both cunning manipulative sweet talking people but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day facilier still has actual powers that will help him further manipulate and trick mother gothel to win the fight like he can he's got the smoke he's got the images that he can put into her mind and honestly his hinge people his little shadow people he can conjure them up wherever he's his own shadow is also kind of something as a, something he can use as a weapon with the people around him because even his own shadow can can grab people and do things um so he's just got a few more tools in his belt when it comes to this fight he's even got the cane like you can try and come at me with your little knife but like i'm gonna knock it out of your hands with my cane like he he's got it in the bag like he's he's gonna take you down like mother gothel at the end of the day doesn't have any supernatural powers you know and um honestly he could just if they just sat and talked long enough 
her the power from the hair is going to start to wear out and she's just going to wither away and die anyway <laughs> like he could just talk her to death literally because she needs rapunzel to bring her to to keep her her as she is like he just needs to wait for her to get weak enough to just like push her over and literally turn to death. Like, that's how <laughs> she, she does get it. taken out by a little lizard, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I'm just saying, I don't know. I think Mother Gothel could talk the pants right off of Dr. Facilier. I'm gonna tell you right now. Literally? I'm gonna tell you right now. She'll seduce the hell out of this dude. I'm telling you right now. That's her game. So you see, you will put her at her best. She's got Rapunzel and her two henchmen, but she's not even gonna use them. You know what she's going to do? She's going to talk to him. She's going to see the real power of what he has and is going to seduce them into working together. You know, telling her, showing, giving her like all the, all the hotness and all like the, you know, like, like, okay, I see what you're talking about. Maybe we can work together, have that, share that power, steal it right off of him, drop him out, take the voodoo for herself. (laughs) I don't know though. I feel like she's lived too comfortable of a life. He's not going to fall for that. He wants that for himself, you know? know. He doesn't trust the people who have it. Like, you know, I don't, I think she's too high status for him to really fall for the tricks. He's like, no, he's got got one thing on his mind. And though, in real life, though, I'd love to see them talk because I feel like they (laughs) would just be like really trying to con each other. And it's like, who's winning? We don't know because they're both just. She's dripping in that bad mama energy. I'm just saying. She could, (laughs) she could do it. She could talk, she could talk the voodoo right off of him. Hmm. All right. Any any final closing arguments or thoughts before I I leave with my decision here? I'm curious. I I mean I think I think that the you know when she loses because of the she misjudged the sacrifice for that someone is willing to give up their life, but mm-hmm. I think in the, her in her most evil capacity, this person not only is super identifiable in real life as a villain, which is scary to me, um, but also just as this, in, in this world of knowing what, if she kept going in this way, what she's even mm-hmm. capable of. I don't know. I think Mother Gothel's got, she, she, I mean, her potential's got legs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so does Dr. Facilia. Is like, if he had won, he was going to let the shadow monsters like take over New Orleans. Like, <laughs> That's creepy. That's creepier than like someone just living forever and getting what they want in life. Like, you know, eventually enough people would forget who she was if they did know her and and she could start over and just like not have to be evil. But he's always going to be known as the guy who unleashed the shadow monsters. And and who knows? He Like he sold his soul to them. For all we know, he could also live forever if he had succeeded. Hmm. Like we don't know the potential of the voodoo, like how long he would have lasted, you know? I think for me, it's going to come down to the the tactics here of, I think that if Dr. Facilier had shown, you know, some sort of side of himself that was able to be seduced by a lady or, or that he had desire for that, I think I would be on your team and that Gothel's wisdom would overpower. But because, you know, he's traded his soul, who knows if that includes his heart with it, you know, I don't know that he would be down to clown in mother gothel town you know (laughs) um so with that i think it 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 comes down to someone who's young scrappy and hungry for it and uh i'm gonna give it up 
to Dr. Facilier for this ooh, round. Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, but well fought, well thought out arguments. And it is not the last time we'll have you this pairing on the podcast either. So yeah. there's another chance to battle it out again uh, next next time. Which no, is I on. I really love Dr. Facilier. That yeah. character yeah, is so he's good. Great. And the he's great. Yeah, I think this was a tough one. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. like, oh boy, yeah, he's really got are, magic. Like, <laughs> this is so hard. Similar, though. Like, if you just take away the voodoo, which really is like more of a crutch than anything, like it does mm-hmm. more harm to him than good. You know what Honestly, I mean? Yeah. It is his downfall. Like, he is his own downfall. Mm-hmm. But um, like otherwise, they're pretty similar in the way they get things done is they just like manipulate other people into doing yeah. their bidding pretty much. So. It's so interesting, the parallels you see, like doing this podcast, yeah. I'll put two villains together who I'm like, they're so dissimilar. I'm so interested to see how this will go. Right. And then it's like, oh, no, there's so much about them that, that really does line up. And and the ego, the ego yeah. always gets them. Mm-hmm. Tell time. you what. Here's the uh, question, well, though. Yep. Who's, whose song is best? Alex? Ooh. Don't Mother say that. Best, I've had them both stuck in my head oh all day. Friends on the I other side. They're so good. They're both amazing. Like, yeah. they're two, those are S tier songs in like, <laughs> Disney villain songs. Because, like, it. Mother Gothels is like almost upbeat. Like, you almost don't realize mm-hmm. how yeah. evil it is until you start listening to the oh, words. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Dr. Facilities is like, it sounds kind of evil. It's like a little menacing. You got that like right. boom, 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 boom. Like yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like what's gonna happen? Whereas with hers, you're just kind of like dancing with them, and you're like, wait a minute, what did she just say? Yeah. yeah, it's well, it's Donna Murphy, Broadway icon, really sells that performance. But I, it's so hard. I love both of those songs, and uh, apparently Leo does too. <laughs> Um, well, with that said, we will see Dr. Facilier in our next rounds. Um, but thank you both for being on the show today. Wonderful to have you. Uh, thank you to Party Fish Media for having us on the network. Thanks to Christopher Bjarke for the uh, intro outro music. His stuff slaps. Find it on SoundCloud. And with that said, until next time, keep it vile, keep it dastardly, and most importantly, come back next time to find out who will be crowned the most villainous of them all. Thanks for listening. Bye. Party Fish Media Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.